0: This is episode 55. It's called Negative Nelly. When I was in junior high, we had this really weird award contest thing where you had to rate your classmates based on some pretty, pretty superficial criteria. Um, I think I've talked about it before in a, another episode, but obviously it's. Left, left it's left a traumatic lingering effect on me. But anyway, um, my best friend won sexiest legs because that's appropriate, and most beautiful girl. And I won the sunniest smile award. Aww. Now, that was partly because of my braces, um, uh, but also because I was always a very happy and smiley and silly and positive person. I mean, there are worse things to be known for, I guess. But uh, yeah, many, many, many decades later, I am, I'm still a pretty positive person. And I try my darndest not to dwell in the muck. Uh, but don't get me wrong, I can absolutely get down. And <laughs> I'm not talking about on the dance floor. Although I do have some moves. I am quite renowned for my dramatic high kicks at parties. don't get too close. Um, and I do have video of that, which I will never share, but, uh, yeah, we don't need to go there. Um, but uh, yeah, I can definitely feel the deep, dark feels and I can feel sorry for myself. And sometimes I can get pretty lost in the doom and the gloom and I can go all funky town, but usually I, I choose to see the silver linings, but this episode is not that this episode is full on negative Nelly. Uh, I'm going to unleash some of the random shite that is happening in my life right now. And, and I hope that by sharing some of the not so great stuff that you might feel like even though my life might appear to be quite sunny, there are clouds in everyone's life. That's really deep. So this is a keeping it real episode. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things that are happening in our house at the moment that are making me feel a little bit out of control. Content warning, by the way, adult language. So here we go. Hey, everyone, it's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing. Okay, I would like to start by saying that we all have stuff. Like every single person has stuff that they're dealing with, and some of their stuff is big, and some of our stuff is small, and. Um, we should just really never compare our stuff. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about like actual things, not like physical stuff. Um, I've had people say to me, "Oh, you know, oh, I shouldn't complain, you know, because you're dealing with a lot." And I always say, "We are all dealing with a lot. Nobody's problems outweigh somebody else's. Whatever you are going through, you still have to go through it, and you still have to feel your way through whatever hard stuff it is." Or soft stuff, whatever, just stuff. So what I'm trying to say, awkwardly, is that we don't need to compare whose life is harder or whose life is easier. Because everyone's life is a complete uh, turd fest at some point. And that's okay. Because when one of us is up, the other one might be down and we can support each other through whatever. Right? Oh my god, that is totally something that someone with a sunniest smile award would say. (laughs) Okay, let's just start this shizzle, shizzle show. That's hard to say. But before I do that, I had this creative spark this morning as I was lying in bed staring at the ceiling. And I thought I would present this episode in the format of this game that I used to play with the kids. And it's called fortunately, unfortunately. Have you ever played that? It's this word game. It's like a storytelling game where you each take turns building on what the other person just said so that at the end you create this story. And the first person starts by saying something positive. Like you could say something like, fortunately, the weather is really great. And so it's perfect for camping in my new tent. And then the next person would add on with something negative and they would start with, unfortunately, there's a really big windstorm coming. And then the next person would say, they'd add something positive and they would say, um, uh, fortunately, my tent has a parachute. So if it gets blown away, I will be able to land safely. And then the next person will continue by adding something negative. Like, uh, unfortunately, when you were looking away, a giant bear clawed a hole through the back of your tent and they ate your parachute. I don't know why, I don't know where this example came from, but you get the gist. So the game just goes on and on until you've basically exhausted the whole scenario. And hand to God, whenever I played this game with my son, I always ended up, me, I always ended up either dead or maimed to some degree, like every single time. So that brought my son great joy. <laughs> anyway, that is the premise of the game. And so I thought I would try to share the... um the latest fortunate and unfortunate events in our life at the moment within the framework of this, this game, this silly game. Although I'm going to be playing by myself right now. Very lonely. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. I'm not sure that this is even going to work, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Okay, so here we go. For starting with a positive, fortunately, the weather has finally turned to warm spring weather. Unfortunately, that means that the ticks are out in full force. I don't even remember ticks being a thing, like a problem my entire life. And then suddenly, this last few years, they are everywhere. What is up with ticks? Fortunately, we don't have a lot of tall grass in our area. Unfortunately, it appears that ticks now fall from trees, like they fall from the sky onto passing animals and humans. I'm dead serious. They fall from freaking trees. My dad was out for a walk with my brother and um, family and the dogs and a tick fell from a tree and then it embedded itself into my dad's forearm. I think he's fine, but it, uh, that sucker took quite a chunk out of his arm and he bled for a really long time. So hopefully there's no Lyme disease. Um, similarly, I was out walking with a friend And we were coming out of this trail and we stopped to talk to this woman who was walking her dog, which I'm really glad because I looked down at my dog at the exact time that this giant tick, like it was big. Um, I took a picture of it if you'd like to see. It fell from a tree above and landed right on my dog's back. So I am very glad that I was there to see that because I was able to flick it off. Like how how do ticks know that animals or humans are walking by? Like, do they have like a heat sensor or like, can they smell us? I don't know. So anyway, if you're out walking, just like, just know that ticks can come at you from any angle. So check your scalp, check your hair, check your neck, check down your top and such. Anyway, fortunately, I saw it happen and I was able to flick it off her and then I squashed it with my boot. Unfortunately, I was hanging with another friend last weekend and I was just sitting on a lawn chair and she was sitting under the shade of this beautiful cherry blossom tree and a tick fell from the tree and it landed on her neck. Fortunately, though, she didn't feel the tick land. uh, But she like reached back and she happened to rub her neck, not rubber necks, right? Rub her neck. She does not have a rubber neck. And she thought she felt like a skin tag. Because you know, when you get older, you start to get skin tags because it's sexy like that. Anyway, it turned out to be a tick that was beginning its journey inward into her neck skin. And she was able to remove it. Thank God. Unfortunately, it freaked us out and it was, uh, it was effing disgusting, but fortunately we are, we're troopers who appreciate the benefits of nature. So I've continued taking my dog out for walks in the sunshine, but I'm, I'm steering clear of the trails for now because, uh, unfortunately coyotes first, the ticks and now coyotes like what, what in the actual hell? I do not remember coyotes ever being around like, like ever really. Um, like foxes, sure. Like the occasional skunk, but coyotes, like, yeah, I don't even know. But this year, I think it's because of all the construction in our er- in our area, maybe like the coyotes are being forced out of their habitat and they are bountiful and they are aggressive. But fortunately, they are just part of the ecosystem and it is, it is nice to see nature thriving and clearly they are well fed. Unfortunately, they are well fed because some idiot neighbors have been feeding them. Like seriously, putting food out for them like they're pets. What is wrong with people? Use your heads, dummies. Anyway, um, coyotes are also full from eating all the dogs in the neighborhood. I'm, I wish I was kidding. There have been several... Dog attacks, like just over the past week or so, like just last week, this poor woman was out in our neighborhood, and she was walking her two little dogs, two little Maltese dogs, I think. And this coyote burst out of the woods and grabbed one of her dogs and it wrenched it out of its harness and off its leash. and it just ran off with it in its mouth into the woods. Can you even can you imagine? That is serious trauma right there. Um, fortunately, though I'm trying to find a fortunately fortunately coyotes eat rats so that's good because apparently there's a rat infestation in our neighborhood and just to paint a picture for you I just live in a quiet um urban like sleeper community and um it's the houses are nice like I don't I don't live in like an alley or anything but anyway rats there's a lot of them so fortunately coyotes eat rats so keep on keep it on coyotes Uh, And unfortunately, I fucking hate rats. I hate them. They are the top, well, probably in the top five of things that I despise the most and find most terrifying. So fortunately, as long as the coyotes keep eating their rats, then, and they don't harm any more dogs or God forbid children, I will continue to go outdoors and enjoy this beautiful May weather because... This has been, I'm going to say, the warmest May I think we have ever had, ever. Unfortunately, climate change. So, before the pandemic, I was consumed with anxious thoughts about global warming and the future of our planet and everything. And we even attended some climate change rallies. And I clung to every word that came out of Greta Thunberg's mouth. And Then the pandemic came along and it kind of overshadowed all of that. Um, Fortunately, the pandemic appears to be winding down. Like I think we're heading towards like an endemic status, possibly. So unfortunately, that means that my thoughts and worries have turned back to the future of our world and all of the possible myriad of horrible, frightening outcomes, not to mention the utter rage at, like, how did we even let this happen and get to this place in the first place? Get to this point in the first place? Oh, so much rage. See, this episode is called Negative Nelly for a reason. But fortunately, the recent events have kept me distracted from worrying about fun things like extinction and wars and shitty racist people and ableist a-holes and just your basic hateful humans. So unfortunately, The recent events um, that have to do with Avery's health, they have been all-consuming this past few weeks. But fortunately, we were able to get in to see Avery's neurologist on very short notice, which, as you can imagine, is pretty rare right now because doctors are hella overwhelmed. So we were lucky to get in. Unfortunately, uh, it seems that Avery has two new elements to add to a list of other things that we have recently discovered um, through her cardiologist, This was stuff through her neurologist. And I think I talked about the cardiology stuff in the last like a couple episodes ago. Long story short, we are monitoring something called long QT syndrome, which is an electrical rhythm situation of the heart. And that can be exacerbated by seizures, which have also recently started up again, to some degree, probably I'm thinking hormone, hormone related. But uh, that is something that we're watching carefully. And I think We have a pretty good handle on it. Um, And I'm going to be talking more about that specifically and how my lovely, generous, loving brother, Avery's uncle, Uncle Mike, bought her and all the bells and whistles, brand spanking new Apple Watch, which is amazing. And um, we are setting it up so that it can monitor her uh, oxygen saturation levels and it can do ECGs and It can detect seizures and any irregular, like there's an alert that will tell us if she's having any irregular heartbeats. Like it's not perfect. It's not going to like be all all and end all, but it's something. It's peace of mind. So I'm going to do a whole episode about that once we figure out how to effectively set it up um, with all the monitoring apps and everything, because you have to use these third-party apps and I'm trying to figure out which ones are the most effective ones and blah, blah, blah. My poor boomer brain is... It's just chugging along. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Um, where was I? Okay. I can't remember if I'm at unfortunate or a fortunate statement. Uh, yeah. So fortunately, um, I, despite all this stuff, I was able to get away last weekend, just me and my girls for a um, highly anticipated girls weekend. And it was the first getaway legitimately for me in like years. So it was needed. Uh, I didn't think I'd be able to do it, but I rallied and I did it. It was great. Unfortunately, when I got back, it appeared that Avery was having a mild, um, myoclonic seizure, which is the kind of seizure where you don't lose consciousness. Um, you're able to speak and everything, but there is just some uncontrollable jerking, usually in a limb or something. Um, and this is what was appearing to us anyway to be happening in her left arm. Fortunately, it turned out to not be a seizure at all. Unfortunately, the jerking of her left arm and her hand continued all evening, so it just went on and on and on and into the next day. So we realized that that was not a seizure. It it was some kind of tremor or something, some kind of I didn't have a name for it. Fortunately, the neurologist, so we were able to get in like I said, and he was able to see her and he was able to see the tremor happening. It was it was very mild at that point, but he was able to see it and he was also able to rule out muscular dystrophy, which thank God, and ataxia 15. Those are two neurological disorders that are both associated with her Um, deletion. And uh, they've always been a worry in the back of my mind. And so I was super, super relieved to hear him say that it was neither of those. Unfortunately, he believes it's something called an uh, an intention tremor. Um, And that's different from something called an essential tremor, which is an essential tremor is what you would see in someone who has something like Parkinson's, for example. And those are the tremors that continue pretty much nonstop. Whereas an intention tremor will go away when the body part that is tremoring, shaking, is at rest. So when Avery has her arm hanging by her side, it's um, the shaking stops. But the shaking intensifies when she lifts her arm up and is, let's say, she's trying to guide a spoon to her mouth. The more focus that she needs to move that body part, the more it will shake. Fortunately, the tremor has gone away. So it lasted for about... I don't know, 48 hours, and then it suddenly just stopped. So we're kind of hoping that it was just a, I don't know, some anomaly, some kind of one-off. Maybe she was dehydrated, because that happens often. Um, she's very little, and she doesn't drink enough water. Or her sodium levels were really low, or something like that. Unfortunately, when the neurologist was looking um, her over, he took her blood pressure, as you do, and he <laughs> was watching him, and he took it kind of like looked at it, took it again, looked at it, took it a third time. And he was just kind of like, what? It turned out that her blood pressure was, are you ready? 88 over 50. So just, you know, for reference, uh, normal is like 120 over 70, 120 over 80. Um, so my blood pressure is well, right now, I think it's around 132 over 90, so I'm working on the getting my blood pressure down. But anyway, 88 over 50 is not okay. That's dangerously low. But fortunately, he did suggest some strategies that will help increase her blood pressure, which is ironic because like I just said, I'm trying to actively lower mine. But he suggested that we need to maximize her hydration. We need to start salting her food. Although I've never, I've never restricted salt, so I'm just adding a bit more. Both kids of mine, in fact, need to increase their sodium because um, they both have low blood pressure. But um, I actually went to Costco and I got these salted cashews because cashews, in my opinion, are the least choky of the nuts in the nut family. I think because they're soft and they're easily chewed. And um, I also got these peanut butter pretzels, like they're pretzels with peanut butter inside them. <laughs> Yum. But if you listened to last week's episode, all about choking hazards, you will know that those are high on the Choking list. So when Avery does have them, I watch her like literally uh, like a hawk. Not wait, if I were literally like a hawk, I would be a bird. I watch her closely. Oh my God. I actually on the containers, I wrote uh, for Sebastian and Avery only, keep your hands off. That note was intended for my husband. Unfortunately, Uh, the cause of the intention tremor and the low blood pressure are still unconfirmed. We're not quite sure what's happening there. But fortunately, Avery's going for blood work today. And hopefully we're going to get some more answers from that. Unfortunately, until we know what we're dealing with, I feel unsettled and worried more than usual. Um, Fortunately, when I was away for the weekend, my husband set up the backyard with this really nice, like little cozy corner, a little relaxing seating area. So uh, the other day I was having a moment. I was just feeling, I was feeling discouraged. I was feeling scared. I was feeling just like friggin' hell. Can we not catch a break? You know? And so I went outside and I just sat very quietly by myself in a Muskoka chair with my face up to the sun, such a beautiful day. And I closed my eyes and I practiced my deep breathing exercises, which really work. Unfortunately, a big gust of wind came up and it blew. We have this like big, tall, heavy, 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 uh, what do you call those things that give shade? Patio umbrella. And it came crashing down on me. Fortunately, Like it was, the umbrella was down and it was like, it was um, all bound. So it was basically just a metal pole coming at me and I could see the shadow of it on my face. And so with lightning fast reflexes, which is so unlike me, I caught the pole in my hand, like just centimeters from my face. It was like a scene out of that movie, Awakenings. Do you know that one where they're all, all the patients are in a coma, but if you throw a tennis ball at them, their hand will just fly up and they can catch it. That was me. Unfortunately, though, when the pole fell on me. When, when the pole aggressively attacked me, um, it cut my finger. And now I think it's slightly infected, which is gross. And I think I sprained my pinky. So I'd rather take that though than a smashed in face any day. Fortunately, the adrenaline from that near miss kick kickstarted um, an outburst of emotion. And I had a little cry, which was much needed because I realized after that I'd been holding it all in, all the worry and all the anxiety and all the stress, I just stuffed it deep, deep down and nearly getting clubbed in the head, I guess, was what I needed to let it all go, let it out. So I did that. Unfortunately, I can feel myself sliding back into that pattern of putting my head down and just ignoring my own personal self-care while I kind of try to troubleshoot everything that's going on. This is what I do, right? I just like focus. I hyper-focus on all the things I need to do to sleuth out what's going on with Avery and what we need to do to make her safe. So when I do that, exercise, like just no, I don't have time for that. Sleep, nope, um, that's terrible. And my ability to focus, and to concentrate on anything, really take a hit when I'm working through stuff like that. And you could probably tell in this episode alone, I am f- all over the place and I'm forgetting words and all that. But I am being, what do they say? I am being graceful. I'm showing myself some grace. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm so mean to myself. And that's something I need to work on. Anyway, where was I? Uh, fortunately, I have the best family and friends that a mama could ask for. My husband is the greatest partner of all time. He is, he's my personal yes man. Anything that we need for the family, and he is all over it, he just needs direction. He's like, tell me what to do, where to be, what to buy, what to say, and, you know, and then he'll rub my feet when I ask. Um, and my parents, Avery's grandparents, and like the aunts and uncles and everyone in our family are they're team Thornbury all the way and my girlfriends my besties none of them claim to know what it's like over here or understand but they listen to all of it and I know that whenever I need them they'd be over here like a shot and depending on the friend they would probably bring shots for us to do so yay friends um unfortunately and Speaking of shots, I have to cut this short because we are headed to the lab for Avery to get her blood work done. Fortunately, Avery is not afraid of needles, like at all. She actually thinks they're super cool. She likes to, like she's one of those weirdos that likes to watch the needle go in and then like thinks it's really cool to watch the blood spurt out into the tube. Unfortunately, I am not one of those people. I am the kind of person that may occasionally upon occasion faint at the sight of blood. So just pray for me. Um, yeah, anyway, so that is how you play. Fortunately, unfortunately, mind you, when my son and I used to play, it was much more entertaining. And it was pretty hilarious. There was nothing particularly amusing or hilarious about this version of the game. The tone here was pretty negative. Well, especially for someone who was wielding a sunniest smile award. (laughs) But life isn't always sunshine and smiles, right? Sometimes it's ticks and climate change and anxiety and worry about your child and medical mysteries that you need to figure out and worrying about your six foot four son who had a pretty serious accident recently. Uh, It's not my story to tell, but let's just say, be careful. When you're standing on a slippery floor, because you can fall and nearly get paralyzed. Okay, he's okay now. But holy hell, that was super scary. Um, Yeah, sometimes you you're just a negative Nelly. And that's okay, because there's some negative stuff going on. And I think it is important to share that. And I also think it's important to add that you can be a negative Nelly for as long as you need to be able to feel all those feels. But then if you can, you just need to buck up and get on with it. Because nobody likes being in a negative Nellie. Nobody likes being around a negative Nellie. I mean, Nellie Olson, ring any bells? She was rather unpleasant. But then, do you remember near the end of that series, Little House in the Prairie is what I'm talking about, um, with Nellie Olson, who was a right bitch. And she met her husband, Percival. Why I know this off the top of my head, I don't even know. And she became his wife and he would just not put up with her crap. And I think they were truly in love and she found happiness. And then she was no longer um, negative Nellie. She was just happy Nellie Olson. And I have no idea where I'm going with this, but I just, it felt right in my head until it came out of my face. But um, I guess I'm just trying to say that we all have hard stuff and it's perfectly normal to feel sad and mad and downright negative sometimes, because the world at large is a hot mess. Like, I think we can all agree on that. And I think it would be strange. Oh my God, allergies. Fortunately, I'm taking allergy medication, so I feel better. Um, But I think it would be strange if you didn't feel concern about some of the big things that are going on in the world. And it would be even stranger if you didn't feel some of the stress or the worry that comes along with, I have to sneeze. (sighs) Oh my God. I think it's, there's some tree that's blooming outside my window and it's, it's killing me softly. And all the ticks are laughing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think what was I, Oh God, I lost my train of thought. See the focus thing that I was talking about. It's, it's real. The struggle is real. Um, I think I was trying to say that it would be weird if you didn't feel stressed about your kids and your family when hard things hit because you'd be a monster otherwise, I think. (laughs) Not judging, I'm just saying. Anyway, I mean, being a parent is amazing, but it's also really hard because not only are you responsible for keeping yourself alive and for finding happiness and a purpose, you are now responsible for doing the same thing for your children. And it's unfortunately, it is a big responsibility. But fortunately, it is worth every sleepless night. And finally, because I'm going to wrap this up now, um, as much as there are unfortunate things in our lives and all around us, there are always fortunate nuggets to be found. We just have to look for them. And sometimes we have to look like really, really hard. And it might just be a crumb rather than an actual full on nugget. But um, they're there. And also feeling negative is normal. But there is that danger of spiraling deeper and deeper into the abyss, if you let it. But I have found some strategies that are pretty doable, and they have helped me a lot. And one in particular is about perspective. So tune in next week for episode 56, which is called It's a Matter of Perspective." I mean, that's the working title. I may change it. So tune in for that because it will be decidedly less negative than this Nelly. So thank you, uh, as always, for listening and for your support. It means a lot. Bye. Why can't you tell a joke to an egg? Why can't you tell a joke to an egg? It might crack up. (laughs) What does it mean to crack up? It means to crack an egg. And then what is it if a person cracks up? It makes it laugh. (laughs) You make me laugh. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for listening. Your support means so much to us, so thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know it's super cool. Okay. Thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon.